Happy New Year to everyone and welcome back to the Cosida Connection podcast presented by the Young Professionals Committee. We are so excited to be back at it this year with the new podcast. As always, I'm Katie Muji. My co-host here is Katie Gwen Hewitt. Katie, how are you tonight? Katie, I'm great. Thanks again. It's a, it's a happy new year. How was your holiday? It was good. I got to go see the fam in Colorado and get off my computer for a few days. Um, so that's always nice. Um, I am really excited to start learning from our guest today and a topic that's super important in this field. Can you kind of intro it, tell everyone what we're talking about today? Absolutely. So we felt like this was a timely um, topic, but we'll be talking about multitasking on game day. Obviously, at this time of the year, um, I know actually at Temple, our our school hasn't started back up yet, so we're pretty light on student help. And I know um, at schools I've worked at in the past that they haven't started until like mid-January as well, and sometimes... um, they get out for a holiday break in like early December. So it's a light time of the year in the office, but there's still plenty of events going on. So um, we felt that as a a committee talking about just multitasking on game day and how you're balancing all the, you know, regular tasks of a game, but without having as much student help or maybe even like local help um, just because of the holidays. So I'm really excited about this topic. Awesome. And our guests today are Cassie Kelly from Abilene Christian and Rob Cunningham from Thomas Jefferson. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming here to share your endless wisdom. Thank you for having us today. Yes, thank you very much. Great. And before we dive into this discussion, we want to learn a little bit more about you guys. Starting with you, Cassie, tell us where you're from, what you do, how you got your start, all of that. Interesting story. Uh, I'm originally from Ohio. I kind of went to college. Uh, I played volleyball undergrad at a D2. I got my start just kind of, I, out of college, I didn't really know what I was doing. I worked retail for a long time. And one of my friends just asked if I wanted to come be her GA. And I, I loved it. It was amazing. So there, the school part of the GA wasn't really (laughs) vibing with me. Like it was an education degree. So, um, I found a place at Point Loma Nazarene University out in San Diego, and I was able to get a a sports management degree out there. And so this is actually my first job at Abilene out of grad school. So this is year four total. Um, And honestly, like, it's like I just fell into a perfect job. So I I can't complain. Awesome. That's great. Um, What about you, Rob? Uh, so I kind of got my start, kind of have a lot of people probably got their start as, as a work-study student in the sports information office at Rowan University, where I attended school. I'm originally from South Jersey um, and Rowan in South Jersey. So I went there and there's a lot of people, you know, freshman kids looking for another way to make some money. So found a work-study job in the uh, sports information office uh, there at Rowan. Um one of those people that didn't really know that was a job until you get to college and realize that's a real profession. So I worked there throughout my uh, undergrad career at Rowan and started working there part-time actually after graduating um, for about two years. Uh, I left for a year and went to Delaware Valley University um, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Worked there as their first full-time assistant SID. Uh, for a year, and then, ironically, a full-time job opened up back at Rowan. <laughs> so I went there, back there, for another two years, and now I've been at uh, Thomas Jefferson 
uh, as director of athletic communications for a little over a year now uh, in Philadelphia. Very cool. We should have uh, like met for coffee and done this together instead of doing it <laughs> from our houses. <laughs> Thanks for um, both of you for introducing yourselves. We're going to just get right to it and shoot out a quick um, few questions at you just to pick your brain about multitasking on game day and what that means in your roles. Uh, starting with the basics, what does a typical game day look like for you and what are your normal responsibilities? Rob, we'll start with you. Sure. So I'm a one-man shop at Jefferson. So, you know, I pretty much have to do all the prep work uh, myself. So on game day, a typical game day for me would be to um, make sure our programs are finished. Uh, thankfully, a lot of my student workers handle putting the programs together uh, when we're in the middle of the semester. So I just kind of have to give it a little look over, look over make sure everything looks good, um, and then get them printed, uh, after I get them printed, uh, I set up our live stream. So we use a uh, production truck, Blueframe. Uh, so it's setting up the scoreboard with you know the team that we're playing and whatnot, getting that ready to go, um, and then prepping you know the game in our stack computer. So um, it's pretty easy for what we use. We use Presto uh, stats for most of our sports, except for basketball, we use NCAA live stats, uh, genius. Uh, so really all I have to do with Presto most of the time is just look up our officials beforehand, um, in, in, uh, Arbiter. And then, uh, for NCAA live stats, I go in, I set up the game beforehand, put in the game key and set up the game beforehand. So it kind of makes, you know, once you're actually uh, in the gym makes it a lot easier setup wise. It kind of everything's already been done beforehand, puts a little less pressure on getting things done at the last minute. Um, and then once I get into the gym, um, my student, I have my students report about an hour before game time. Um, we head to the venue, we set everything up, the live stream equipment, the stat computer, stat printer, um, and all that stuff. And we usually get that pretty done, done pretty quickly. And then uh, during the game, I'm usually inputting stats for basketball i've been calling and one of my students has been inputting and most of my students are pretty experienced with what they're doing with the live stream uh so everything kind of flows thankfully pretty good haven't had too many catastrophic issues this year with anything and then after the game's over i head back to the office uh if we win uh, i'll usually do a graphic for twitter and instagram um i send our coaches the game film and then do a recap and that's pretty much it Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, Cassie, how about you at Abilene Christian? ACU is um, a, a lot different than what I'm used to coming into it. I basically came from a one-man shop to uh, we have three full-time here. And so I don't have as much on me as I used to. But we basically game day for me is just um, kind of getting there early again, much uh, very similar to Rob having um, uh, to get the programs ready, just help get um, things set up for any radio or TV people that are coming, making sure we have our stats and things like that out there for them. Um, setting up the game, we, we do use um, NCAA Live Stats for the programs that it's available for right now. Um, so just making sure that set up and <clears throat> we have a couple students as well. 
who help us with our inputting as well as some social media help. And my role can range from sometimes I'm inputting, sometimes I'm doing social media, sometimes I get to uh, like social media on the sidelines, sometimes I'm doing social media, trying to get like in-game videos, crowd videos, things like that. Um, again, it just kind of depends on the staffing I have that day. And uh, post-game, it's just ensuring that we get the our stats and game books to the uh, respective coaches uh, making uh, I have three or four graphics that um, for basketball examples since that's what we're in that I have requested from our uh, basketball coaching staff so I get those done and then a recap awesome well Looks like you guys have a full schedule. Starting with you, Cassie, this time, do you have a team of student workers who help you out during the season, I guess? Right now, we're kind of in the odd winter break part of the year, but um, during a normal time in the year when students are in school, um, do you have a team of student workers or interns who help you out? And if so, what kind of things do you actually delegate to them versus what you prefer to take on yourself? Um, We actually went through the process of hiring student workers at the beginning of this year because we knew that was something we really needed extra help with um we primarily delegate social media to them um that's just been a huge help for us also with the new um ncaa live stats system uh since that was brand new for volleyball this year that was something that i learned and i also had a couple of my student workers learn so I was always calling for volleyball because um, we didn't have anyone else in the office who could really do that at that point. But I had two great student workers who were able to input for me there. For basketball, we have a student who helps us call. We also have students who um, help us with social media as well as um, sometimes just like in-game stat running just you kind of go and do for anything that we need i'll still remain to see kind of how that looks going forward since Mm -hmm. this is my first year at um acu once we get into some of the spring sports but that's kind of what it's been for us so far this year awesome and kind of a follow-up on that that's sort of off topic but also kind of relevant um you said you delegate a lot of your social media to the students during games what i guess I know some people are really hesitant to kind of hand the keys over to a student worker. And especially being in your first year, it's not like you've built a super strong rapport with some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of feed or feedback or guidelines do you give them when you when you do hand over that and um, ask them to take on your social media, knowing that they might mess up or they might not, you know? So our biggest thing is we kind of have, we know what our coaches kind of want as far as mm-hmm. in-game social Um, and we set them to that guideline at first, like right now, like I'm the contact for men's basketball. So when I have my girls sit down to do social, I'm like, okay, every media timeout, we need a graphic with the score and make sure you get, um, you know, try to put, you know, if, if this player Mm -hmm. is five of six from the field, you know, try to hit a certain uh, stats, stats or yeah. something like that and then um 
once we kind of have them like this is this is the basis that we build off for our games mm-hmm. um so this is what's always going to be there every game and then from that going to um you know if there's a big play try to highlight that you know if it's something like if we're on a 10-0 run just send out a quick tweet um and then as and then we also sometimes have students who help us with like doing our instagram stories in game Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, we're, we just try to have them, we're like, look for those big moments, look for those exciting moments, something that's gonna, you know, make someone be like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Did you see this on their Instagram story? Um, and honestly, outside of work, I don't do a lot of social media. <laughs> um, so I, a lot of times, as far as knowing the trends and yeah. things like that, I'm very comfortable with seeing what a student can do because that's something that this generation that's in college right now just really Mm -hmm. has an eye for so i'm just always willing to learn and be like hey you know just kind of talk it out with them which has been really nice awesome yeah i think it's one of the big things when you're someone who has to multitask and like rob in a one-man shop or whoever it may be being able to hand those things off and i know it's scary sometimes when you're giving a college kid access to um a Twitter account that has thousands of followers, but I also am a big proponent of it. I mean, there's no way for them to learn if they want to get into that field without having firsthand experience. So um, I just thought it'd be helpful for everyone listening to hear what you do. So moving off of that, um, Rob, do you have a team of student workers or interns who help you out during the year? And what kind of things do you give them? Sure. So I have uh, currently I have eight student workers total um, for our actually some of our athletes for our non-athletes um and not all eight of them come in and do like office work uh only a handful of them do and uh i'll usually have like one of our women's lacrosse players is a graphic design major which is awesome because i will just give her all the graphics we need to make i will just give her what needs to be on them and kind of give her like creative freedom to come up with something and then I'll like look at it and if I like it, great. If I you know, want to make a tweak here or there, I'll let her know. Um, but that's been great. So I give um, them some graphic work, uh, like I said, mentioned before, programs, um, going through and archiving our f- action photos. Um, a big thing late in the fall, right before basketball season was I had all of them practice with NCAA Live Stats for basketball because uh, I, as I mentioned before, I have uh, one of our <laughs> students input every game. So, you know, I have four of them that have used the program in the office, practice with the practice games and kind of have an idea of how to do that too. So that's um, helpful as well. Um, those are the main things I have them do um, in the office. Uh, in terms of game day, I'll, you know, I'll have somebody helping me with stats um, I'll usually have two people on the live stream if we have enough, uh, one running our camera, one running our score bug um, and keeping that updated. Um, if I have an extra person, um, I might, I'll might i give them a camera and have them take action photos if we need some action photos of some people. Um, and also sometimes um, if I have an extra person, I might give them two our game manager, our ops people, sometimes mm-hmm. they kind of have their own separate work crew, but sometimes they might be short depending on the time of day in the game. So mm-hmm. if I have an extra one, I might, you know, tell them to go help our ops people with 
you know, ball running or uh, sweep or sweeping the floor during basketball game or anything like that. That's incredibly kind of you. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, tr- I try to be nice to people. <laughs> Thank you both for sharing that. I, th- I always think it's interesting to see how different um, schools and different people just manage their interns and, and what kind of responsibilities they give them. I know I'm a, one of those people who kind of like likes to keep the ones that I like to myself and delegate the ones I don't like. So thank you for sharing. Um, So our next question will be, you know, on game days, they can be extremely stressful and there's like a ton of margin for error, especially in those high pressure situations. So how do you handle a pressure filled situation in game, especially when you have other tasks to manage? Cassie, we'll start with you. Um, Honestly, that's something that I really try to be aware of. And it's something I don't know if it comes innately, but it's actually something that I tend to deal with very well. Um, If, you know, if stats get off, if, you know, someone misses a play, if this happens, it's just kind of like, you know, well, we have to get this done in this amount of time and it's, it's going to happen. I mean, it's, I don't necessarily have a process that I go through that keeps myself calmer focused it's almost like if you know what hits the fan i just lock in and so that's something that i think has made me has been good for me in this job because so many things can go off but um it's just one of those things i kind of like to have a, a checklist for game day that's something that i kind of brought with me from point loma is just knowing this is what we need to do this is what happens pre-game, post-game, in-game, um, and just knowing that, you know, okay, did this done, did this done. If something goes wrong here, what can we do to fix it? Like, I know that all these other things are working on all cylinders, so that means I can focus on this, fix it, and then get back to whatever else needs to be done. Just curious, have you? do you think you've always been, like, cool under pressure or is that something that's come with experience I I, somewhat experience but also um prior to this I worked several years in retail and (laughs) it sounds like a really weird thing (laughs) to give you um experience but when you have random strangers yell in your face sometimes (laughs) it (laughs) Uh, it kind of helps you when, you know, technology is just being weird. Um, so I think that's something I've gotten, again, from previous jobs and then just becoming more comfortable in my position, knowing that, you know, there's only so much you can do if a computer starts going on the fritz or for some reason live stats aren't talking to the scoreboard or, you know, there's only so much you can do. There are this many buttons you can press and if not then and if none of that's working it's something you know we have to put that off there's other things we need to do to still keep this game going uh so that's just something that you just i guess it's prioritizing know what's important and if it's something that we can do without until a few minutes down the road then it'll be okay Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Rob, what about you? How do you handle those um, pressure situations in game? Uh, so I, th- I think it kind of goes back to 
you know, what a lot of people, I think, in our field has said before, you know, nobody's going to die because the live stats or the live stream are down. <laughs> so I think that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off you. It's like, okay, just relax. Like, we'll handle it, the, you know, the next opportunity we get. Um, and it's funny you ask that because this past week we had issues where in-game with basketball where um, we were missing a foul. So I went to our book after the quarter ended to figure out where the foul was missing at. Figured that out. Uh, but then when I'm putting it in, the fourth quarter started. So my caller is like uh, writing stuff down of what's going on. So our score was off for the entire fourth quarter of our women's game. And we had to add the plays in at the end. So it's kind of like um, realizing that, you know, it's not a big deal. Everything can be fixed. Um, and kind of knowing that, you know, that I've, you know, been in this field for a few years now where I kind of have the idea of how to troubleshoot certain things. So, you know, if something's not working, I know like, okay, this is probably why. And once I get a, a chance, I can go and fix it pretty quickly. Um, so I think that's some of the things that kind of take the pressure off you is just, you know, like Cassie said, prioritizing what's important. And then also the experience of uh, knowing how to fix things um, so you can get pr- fixed pretty quickly. Um, I have to vouch for what Cassie said. I worked retail my entire high school and college career. And if you've worked a Black Friday at 3 a.m. dealing with psychos, you can do anything in this field. That is so true. <laughs> Um, so moving, moving on to the next question, um, we kind of talked about it before we got, um, started recording, but, um, during winter break, student help's super hard to come by. Uh, most of your students will go home for a break and go back to their families. And it's very hard if you rely on student help for a lot of your positions. How do you guys fill these roles? Um, or how, or do you have to take them on yourself? Um, what's kind of your game plan when these situations go? And we'll go with Rob first this time. So... Luckily, um, it always helps to have uh, an athletic director that understands mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <Yeah. laughs> and allows us to hire a freelance stat person to help me with stats when we're on break and I don't have any students. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also like having a great relationship with your coaches and using your team. Um, so I've used an injured player or mm-hmm. a manager from a team on multiple occasions to run my camera for my live stream because I have no other uh, student workers that are there and able to do it. Um, so having a great relationship with your coaches and they, and they understand and I've never had anybody get mad at me for asking to use like one of their injured players that's not going to play or, or if any, any of their managers or anything like that. So that's really helped out as well. Um, part of my what I look for when I'm hiring new student workers um you know if I interview you know four kids for two spots I'm looking to only hire two if somebody's local they kind of get a bump ahead of the others uh Mm -hmm. because I kind of have that in my mind like oh you live only 30 minutes away you can work over break um so that's kind of the things that I think of when I'm interviewing potential student workers um to try to alleviate that um, in, in those situations. That makes sense. What about you, Cassie? For us, again, we're lucky enough. We have, we do have three people on staff. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times just other things get sacrificed. Most 
of our conference has a deal with ESPN plus, I think. And so most of our games are broadcast there. Um, so we just, you know, like we forego TV. Sometimes we have to forego radio, things like that to just make sure we have the staff we need to get what absolutely has to be there done. Mostly it involves us. We we're just doing our own um, inputting as far as stats go. Um, and then the extra person is probably doing social media and that's about all we get out of it. When I was at Point Loma, um, we actually had a really nice, because it was just my boss and myself, we actually were really lucky. There were two or three people within the athletic department who were very willing um, and ready to help in a lot of those situations. So that was really nice to know that you work with people who know, you know, they can jump on a computer if they need to and input, or they can take pictures or, you know, help with social media, whatever you needed. That was something that was really nice uh, when I was at Point Loma. And then um, also much to what Rob said, anyone who was local or would be around I know that, uh, again, at, at Point Loma, we had a couple of our student workers who were international students, so they honestly didn't get the chance to go home very often, but they were always willing and ready to work on those breaks, which was really nice. That's awesome. Awesome, Cassie. Thanks for sharing. Um, so to wrap up this conversation, we want each of you to think of a specific scenario where you were managing like a million tasks, probably during a game and maybe had some hiccups, but think that you really aced the situation. What was the key to that happening, Rob? So probably the most recent example is from this basketball season. Um, so our men's basketball coach is the second winningest coach in basketball history, college basketball history uh, behind Coach K. So he was going for his 1100th win in November so, you know, it was a big deal. We had media there um, and had a bunch of, we were having like a press conference after the game if he had won. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So beforehand, you know, had we, me and our ops people had to set up a press conference uh, in the one part of the gym. I had to set up, you know, our media table, um, which normally we don't really get any media. So that was the thing, extra thing that I had to set up. Um, Luckily, um, we had our freelance person there um, to do stats with our student inputter. Um, so basically, that allowed me to kind of roam around during the game and not be tied to the scorer's table. Um, so, I, you know, during the game, I'm roaming around, checking on our live stream, making sure they're okay, our stats people are okay, the media are okay, running box scores back and forth to the media, um, talking with our university PR person about this press conference because our school president was there and was going to, you know, give remarks, um, during this press conference. So kind of running back and forth, um, between a whole bunch of different people, um, doing social media posts as well on Instagram during the game. Um, so it was a kind of a hectic day. Everything just went pretty well during, during the game. I don't think we had any issues. The press conference afterwards was interesting because, um, so I was planning on running it like a normal press conference. You know, we had our head coach and our school president sitting at a table. We had a podium where, um, you know, our athletic director was kind of going to introduce them. 
and I had the microphone to like pass around to the media members. Um, well, when our head coach came up and got the microphone, he kind of went rogue and started walking around <laughs> the room. And I had a camera up to like film this whole thing and was kind of, so he kind of like walked out of the frame at times. Um, and then when I tried to like, you know, take questions from the media, I had the microphone to pass around while our coach, like I said, kind of went rogue and kind of just like pointed at people and they would just start talking without me handing them the microphone. So kind of the whole plan and that thing just kind of went away from what was supposed to happen. Um, but overall it came out pretty well. So that was kind of the most recent example of where there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on and had to kind of, um, keep track of all of it. That's a funny story. Um, Cassie, what about a, a specific situation that was lots of stuff going on pressure, but you feel like you aced it. So this basketball season, we had a really big day. Uh, where we had a home volleyball game that morning, a home football game that afternoon, and then a home basketball game that night. Pepperdine University was coming here. We went there last year. And for those that don't know, we're both uh, Christian faith-based institutions and they're both from the same like church. So it was kind of a big thing. Like their president graduated from ACU um, and we were having like a little competition at halftime between the presidents, but also leading up to this, we took down our old scoreboard and put up a brand new, ridiculously awesome scoreboard. And so that entire week leading up to that, we had to figure out how to, you know, get, make sure the computers were talking to the scoreboard, like the marketing people were trying to just figure out how to work it in general. And it was just, it was just a lot for one day. But the big part of that was, again, they were very adamant about having the live stats on the scoreboard because it was just this big thing, a big game, a huge day. Like there were people, I guess a lot of alumni and everything coming in because it was just bam, 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 three home games. Um, and we were able to, it, it didn't work at first, <laughs> but um, just through readjusting things at halftime and things like that, we were able to get the scoreboard working and kind of close the night. It was unfortunate because we didn't get a win, but we were still able to kind of close the day with like a good day, crazy day, but we were just, you know, again, it was one of those things like, well, it's not going to work right now, but if you give me a timeout or something, I can try and fix it. So just again, one of those things where it was just a lot happening in a very short period of time, but it just through prioritizing what needed to be done and what we could do at the time. And overall, it turned out really well. I don't think anyone knows like the importance of a timeout, like, like an <laughs> SID. <laughs> yeah. During that, during the issue this past week where we were trying to catch up on plays, uh, we actually had, I forgot to mention, we actually had wrong numbers for the visiting team in our men's game that I was trying to, like, fix. So the whole time I'm like, somebody call a timeout. Somebody call a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, the rains have opened up at my house, um, and I have a metal roof, so I'm sure you can hear them. It died down a little bit, but I think that's the perfect timing to head on the outro of this. Um, as always, we want to give you two a huge thank you for coming on and taking time out of your day to join us and celebrate the new year and share a ton of info that hopefully Coastida members will find super valuable. Um, we will be back with another episode of Coastida Connection podcast soon. But in the meantime, we want to chat with you guys. Starting with our guest, um, Cassie, first, how do people reach you? Oh, um, I'm on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that works. What's your handle? Uh, C. Kelly, S-I-D. Um, but also uh, my email at ACU is CLK19B, as in boy, at ACU.edu. And either of those places work. Those I'm either on my email or on Twitter. That's the one social media I love. So, Perfect. And Rob, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter also, uh, at Rob C, the S-I-D. That's a very creative handle. Uh, <laughs> or uh, my email is robert.cunningham at jefferson.edu. Perfect. Well, for me, you can email me at kmucci at mvc.org or find me on Twitter at Katie Mucci. Um, KDG, what about you? KDH now. I know. Uh, I have an intern named KDG that just like float off my mouth. I've never called you that in my life. (laughs) It's totally fine. Um, People at work call me that, which is hilarious because they don't know me as KDGH. But it's kind of funny. So my email is kgh at temple.edu. And my Twitter handle is kfgwinning. Um, And I just wanted to also add thank you both so much for coming on and I know that we've had a lot of rescheduling just because of the nature of the holidays and our all of our different schedules. So thank you for the time and sharing all of your thoughts and insights. I know that our community really will appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was great.